Happy anniversary, Woodlands Church! This weekend, we're celebrating all that God has done over the past 30 years, and even more importantly, we're gonna look ahead at God's vision for the future because the best is yet to come. People ask Chris and I a lot, what's the secret to Woodlands Church's growth? And we always tell them, we gotta blame that one on God. That's all God's fault. God has done miracle after miracle after miracle. We know the real story. Every time we drive up to Woodlands Church, we just look and say, you know what? God, thank you. You've done it all. Sometimes people think we're pretty smart, but they don't know the real story. He gets all the credit, but also know he blesses the faith and obedience of his followers. Now, God always uses ordinary imperfect people because that's all he has to work with. And God uses you, Woodland Church. Woodland Church, we're all ordinary, imperfect people, but you've chosen to believe God and obey God, our extraordinary, perfect God, and he has done extraordinary things through you. I want us to look at a short verse today that really reminds me of you, Woodland Church. It's really short, but it's so powerful. Would you stand in honor of God's word and our church is built on the word of God? It's the only thing that can change a life. Just follow along with me. Three things will last forever. Faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. You can be seated. Faith, hope, and love. That reminds me of you. These are three values that will last forever. And these are the three reasons why God is doing something at Woodlands Church that will last for all eternity. He's using your faith. He's using your hope. He's using your love. First, God is using your faith to build something that will last for eternity. You're the most faith-filled, visionary people I know of, and I thank God for your faith. You've never been afraid to step out in faith and believe God for great things. And faith pleases God. Jesus said, without faith, it's impossible to please God. I think about when the church first started and just a handful of people said, God's gonna do something great. I'm ordinary. But they came along. There was a lot of people that I told the church about and they said, what? You know, this little church meeting at a school and what's going on? And and they didn't come along. And I think they missed out on so much. But there were a few people, a handful of people who could see ahead and could see the vision for what God wanted. Now, none of us could see it all, but we could see that God wanted to make a difference in our lives. And so they sacrificed, charged up credit cards to get all the equipment and things we needed to start the church. Just a handful of people, and I think about all the rewards in heaven. And those people have made such a difference over the years at Woodland Church. And I see them so many times walking around the church and I always thank them. Thank you for your faith. And faith is being able to see something that isn't there, to see ahead and to step out. And I wanna recognize these guys. They're down here right now. Would you guys stand up, all of you guys that are, it's not a lot, but there they are. Give them a big hand for thanking God. Thank God. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> this church wouldn't be here without them going, you know what? We're gonna step out in faith. We're going for it. 
God loves it when his kids believe he can do miracles in their lives. When our kids were in grade school, we got a dog, a Labradoodle, and our daughter Megan picked it out, and it was the runt of the litter. We're going, Megan, I mean, are you sure? Oh, she just loved that little dog, and they named him Aslan after the lion that represents Christ in the Chronicles of Narnia, though he was nothing like a lion. And when we took Aslan to his first vet checkup, the doctor told us, I got some bad news. He has a really bad heart murmur, and he won't live very long, maybe a year at the most. He'll probably just be running around the yard and just collapse. So we were going, what are we gonna do? We don't want our kids to experience that. And so we told the breeder and she said, I'm so sorry this has never happened before. We'll take him back and you can pick another. But we said, our kids are already in love with Aslan so we can't do that. And they were so gracious, they gave us our money back and gave us another puppy, which we really needed. So now we had two, but our youngest son, Stephen, started praying every night for God to heal Aslan's heart. And the next year he went to the vet and the vet said that he was surprised Aslan was still alive, but be prepared. But Stephen kept praying. The next year, the murmur seemed a little better. 10 years later, the vet said, I can hardly hear it. That dog lived 14 years. Yeah. God blessed a child's faith. And nobody told Aslan he was supposed to die either. He, he, had, he was always so positive every morning, you know, ready, ready to go, you know. He didn't know about that heart murmur. So positive. He never worried. He had a positive attitude. But you, Woodlands Church, you have a positive faith. It's great to have a positive attitude. I mean, what's the alternative? But what you really need in life is a positive faith. A positive faith means even in the struggles, even in the painful times, even when you're faced with an overwhelming problem, you say, God, I don't know what you're up to, but my faith is in you. I know you'll get me through. Faith is not denying the problem. It's just recognizing that God is greater than any problem I face. Now, everyone has faith, faith in something. Even atheists have faith. God made us to have faith. Maybe they have faith in themselves. Some people have faith in their wealth. Some people have faith in their own abilities, their own decision-making. Some people have faith in another person that they kind of put all their eggs in that basket to find fulfillment in that other person. But the only faith that will hold you strong in the storms of life is faith in Jesus Christ and his word. And our culture has moved away from the foundation of God's word. And that's why we see so much chaos and confusion and families falling apart, marriages falling apart, because Jesus Christ is the only foundation strong enough to build a life on, to build a marriage on, to build a family on, to build a society on. And when you move away from that foundation of God's word, things start to crumble. You see, we have to build on the foundation of God's word because storms will come into every life. And if your life is not built on God's word, it will eventually crumble. And Chris and I want you to know our church will always be built on the foundation of God's word. We will never move away from the truth of God's word because it's the only thing that can change a life. It's the only foundation you can build a life on that will hold up in the storms of life. Culture goes this way and goes that way. It's always changing, but God's word never changes. And God's word is truth because he loves us. 
And you can't have love without truth. If you love someone, you share the truth with them in love. And we all go through storms. And sometimes the storm is just so sudden and fierce, it knocks you to your knees. And you feel like you're going under. But you have a God who will never fail you. He will hold you together when life is trying to tear you apart. In Woodlands Church, I see so many of you whose faith has been built in the storms of life. As you've kept trusting him and obeying him, even when the storm winds are blowing and the waves are rising, you've seen that you have a God who will get you through the storms. I'm so excited about our Woodlands worship and our team and all that they're doing. And one of the new original songs that uh, Josh and Stephen wrote is this song, The Wind and the Waves. And the wind and the waves have come our way so many times, Woodlands Church. And our pastors have seen the wind and the waves hit you many times in your own personal life in your family, and the church has been there for you. You have been there for others. We have been there together as a family, holding each other up, turning each other to the Lord, just being there when nothing makes sense, when it feels like the world around you is falling apart, but you just keep obeying. You just keep trusting God in the wind and the waves. You keep trusting the one who calms the storm. You keep trusting the one that is still in control. So let's stand together. And I want us to sing the wind and the waves. They will come, but we will step out and we will keep obeying him. You can be seated. Whatever you're going through today, you have a God who will never fail. And he can and he will get you through. I don't know what you're going through and you may may feel like you're going under, but I know this, if you turn to him, he will get you through. Now there's some hurts you will never get over in this life. It's just overwhelming, but you will get through it with God's power. I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, you will get through this, you will get through this. Encourage them, you will get through this. You're gonna make it through. Faith, hope, and love, the three values that last. In Woodlands Church, I thank you for your faith. I thank God for your faith. I thank God we have a hope, and his name is Jesus Christ. I want you to look at 1 Peter 1, verse 3. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. I love those words, a living hope. Jesus Christ and his free gift of salvation is our living hope. When I was in seminary, I worked part-time in an adolescent rehab hospital for teenagers with drug problems, addiction, anger problems, and they were forced to be there. And because it was secular, they wouldn't let us talk about Jesus. Now, they did a lot of good things. I mean, they provided discipline and structure and those teenagers needed that desperately. They would meet with a psychiatrist, they had group therapy, but I saw so many of those young people go through the program and weeks later, they were right back again. I remember one kid in particular. Jimmy came from a middle-class family. He was really nice most of the time, but just underneath the surface, there was a seething anger 
that would come out. And one night he tied some sheets together and he went out the fourth floor window trying to get away, but his bedsheet rope didn't go all the way to the ground, so he let go, fell to the ground, and shattered one of his legs. And when the ambulance took him to the hospital, one of my coworkers called his parents, and when they were told that his, their son had been in an accident and his leg was broken and he was being rushed to the hospital by ambulance, his dad said, he's not my son anymore. You know, I've disowned him. That boy is a lost cause. There's no hope for him. And he hung up the phone. And I remember when Jimmy came back to the rehab hospital the next week with a cast on his leg, the anger and bitterness and hopelessness were stronger than ever. That was 35 years ago. And as I look back, sometimes I wonder, what happened to Jimmy? What happened to him in life? Unfortunately, I think I know. What are the chances that he got a good job? He was a productive member of society, that he married a great girl, that he built a strong marriage, that he had kids, and he became a great dad. The chances of that happening are almost none. And that was 35 years ago, and I think over the last 35 years, what could have happened that could have changed Jimmy's chances? Did government pass any new laws or come up with any new programs that could have healed his heart, taken the bitterness out of his life and filled him with peace? Did any business come up with any innovative product or an app that could have restored the brokenness in his soul and given him hope? Did an educator come up with some new tool that could change the emptiness in his life and fill him with purpose and joy? And the answer is no because no government program, no educational system, no business product, no scientific invention can change a human heart. Only Jesus Christ can do that. And the only chance for Jimmy is if somewhere along the way, before it was too late, some passionate Christ follower from a passionate church who loves Jesus met him somewhere, reached out to him, got into his messy life and told him, Maybe no one else cares, but the God who created you cares so much about you, he died for you. And he wants to heal your heart, forgive your sins, and give you heaven one day. You're not a lost cause. You're not a hopeless case. He wants to adopt you into his family. You belong because the God of the universe, Jesus Christ, thinks you're worth dying for. And he's the only hope. He's the only one who can give you hope. And I want you to come with me down to my church because our church is made up of people just like yourself, people who don't have it all together, but we're looking to Jesus and he's healing our brokenness and filling us with hope. And our church doesn't care what you wear. We don't care what your religious background is. We don't care where you've come from. We don't care what you've done. We don't care what you've been. It's not about religion. It's about a relationship with God through his son, Jesus Christ. And that's the only chance I see for the direction of Jimmy's life to have changed. It's the only chance for any of us. That's why the church, the body of Christ, is the only hope for our nation. It's the only hope for this broken and messed up world. And that's what you've been doing, Woodland Church, bringing hope to broken hearts and lives through Jesus Christ. Did you know over the last 30 years, 88,029 people have received Christ through Woodlands Church, committed their life to Christ. 
through our online ministry, through our mission work, but most of them came to Christ at our campuses. Did you know 33,619 people have professed their faith in Christ by being baptized at Woodland Church? It's amazing. That's the real miracle. It's the miracle of life change. All of us who've received the hope of Jesus, we're walking, talking miracles. And he has done so many miracles in our lives that we can't count them all. But the greatest miracle of all is life change. Only God can change a human heart. That's why the church is the light for this dark world. That's what the church is all about. It's all about hope for hopeless cases, hope for the lost cause, for the hurting and the broken. And that describes every one of us before we received Christ. And that describes you if you haven't received him yet, but he wants to fill you with hope. I want all the lights to be turned off right now because I want you to think about our dark world. There's so much darkness in the world. There's so much uncertainty. There's so much chaos. There's so much hurt and pain and brokenness. Folks, our world is a mess and it's filled with darkness but I know there's a light, the light of the world, Jesus Christ, and the light shatters the darkness. I want every one of you to get out your phone right now. Just get out your phone and have it with you. Just get out your phone. I never ask you to do this. I say throw away your phone before you come into church, you know? <laughs> Just get out your phone. And if you received Christ, committed your life to Christ at Willow Church, would you stand and turn on your flashlight on your phone? Just stand and turn on your flashlight. Yeah, praise God, praise God, praise God. Just remain standing with your light on. If you've been baptized at Woodland Church to profess your faith in Jesus, would you stand along with these already standing? Would you stand? Yeah. If you have grown strong in your faith at Woodland Church, would you stand? And if you've been blessed in any way at Woodland Church by God, would you stand? Look at this. Keep standing. Look at this. The light dispels the darkness and the church, the local church is the hope of the world. It's those lights, those lights in the darkness that invite people in and the light grows. Praise God because you're a miracle. You can turn off your light but remain standing. We're all miracles of God. We're walking, talking miracles of life change. And God is doing miracles at Woodland Church each and every day in lives and in families. And we got so much to be grateful for. They're big miracles. They're small miracles. But God cares about everyone because he cares about you. There are a million little miracles and lights that God has done at Woodland Church. And I want us to sing about that. And I want us to thank him for the life change that's going to last for eternity. Folks, what we're doing here is not playing church. What we're doing here is not playing games. This is all about eternity. Eternal destinies are at stake. And I thank God that he's still a miracle-working God. And we thank him for the millions of miracles that he's doing in our lives. You can be seated. We're all miracles of God, trophies of grace. As we look ahead at Woodland Church, 
God has called us to step out in faith more than ever. God wants to do greater things than he's ever done. And that's one thing Chris and I have always sought to do is to step out in faith because our church exists for you, for God to build our lives together like he's doing, but it also exists for those who aren't a part of it yet. And there's so many people out there that need Jesus Christ. And our world needs the light of Christ. And the church, the local church, local churches like ours all over the world are the hope of the world. And God's using you. God wants to use us in an even greater way to step out in faith, to risk in faith, so he can do great, extraordinary things through us. That's why we started our Believe and Build vision that's really the key to the next 30 years. As we step out in faith and we believe God for greater things, and then we allow him to build his church through us to do greater things, then it's gonna change the next 30 years for God's glory. You see, what you believe in life determines what you build in life. What you believe in life, if you place your faith in Jesus Christ, surrender your whole life to him, and you believe that his word is true, and you build your life on that foundation, God can build something great and eternal through our lives. And some of you may be building something amazing that everyone looks at and said, man, that's a skyscraper. You're building wealth, you're building influence, you're doing some good things, but if it's not built on Jesus Christ and putting him first in your life, it's all gonna crumble. It's, all gonna, it's not gonna last for eternity. And that's what we're doing at Woodland Church. We're believing God for greater things and we're allowing him to build something that's gonna last for all eternity. First, we're gonna rebuild the foundation for the next generation. Did you know Gen Z coming up, and that's teenagers into early 20s, are the least religious generation in American history? The fastest growing religion among Gen Z is no religion. And most of them say that God's not a part of their life, that faith is not an important part of their life. And so this generation is at risk. There's so many things coming against them. But at Woodland Church, God's bringing revival to our students. God's bringing revival to this generation coming up. We have over 4,000 children and students every week at Woodland Church on fire for God, growing strong in Him, reaching out, bringing their friends. I believe that this generation coming up is gonna change the world, but if we don't do anything about it, what's happening in our world, then this generation is lost and Christianity's only one generation away from extinction. This is the most critical time in our nation's history. This is the most crucial time in our world. And some people say, well, you know, I don't know what's gonna happen to our kids growing up. I don't know what's gonna happen to our grandkids. They're gonna have it so bad. Culture's so bad now. There's so many pressures, so many things going against God's word, and it's so awful. I totally disagree. This is the greatest time in the history of the world to be alive because we can make such a powerful difference and turn back the darkness, and that's what God wants to do. I'm telling you, this generation is a confused generation. We have no foundation, everything gets confusing. And then it leads to emptiness. But at Woodland Church, it's not the confused generation, it's the called generation. 
And these students are called and they're leading our church. And this generation is gonna change the world, but it's really up to us. It's really up to us. I mean, it's time to stand up for this generation or we're gonna lose this generation. And you've been standing up for this generation and we're gonna do it stronger than ever. They need us stronger than ever and parents never be afraid to raise dragon slayers. Never apologize to anyone for raising dragon slayers in this culture filled with dragons because we better do that so they'll be prepared. That's what they're gonna need. And so what we're gonna do in this believe and build vision is we're gonna rebuild all the student buildings. We're gonna do something amazing. It, it's time. Those metal buildings, uh, they're like 23 years old. And so the first thing we're gonna do the student building is take the smell out. That's the first thing we're gonna do. I mean, we're gonna rebuild them, you know, four or five million dollars to put into them to make them spectacular so we can fit everyone in there so that we can continue to reach out. We're going to remodel, to redo, to restore it. And there's so many things to be restored around Woodland Church. This building's 23 years old, but you turn out the lights, it looks great. And you don't notice some of it, you know? And, and we're so grateful for these buildings, proud of these buildings that God is using. It's not the building, it's the body of Christ. These buildings will be gone one day, but there'll be thousands alive in heaven because of what we're doing. And we're gonna restore Woodland Church to Tascacita, you know, and we're gonna build into it all these things for students and a plaza out there. And we're doing so many things to restore and to rebuild. And then we're gonna build families which is so important. One of the ways we're gonna do that is we're gonna build ball fields. We have 50 acres left here on the Woodlands campus, and we're going to, we really feel led to build ball fields, to build baseball, softball, soccer, and to build basketball courts, you know, gymnasiums, all these things for sports ministry. Because we have seen that if you do that, and you have little leagues and all these leagues for kids, then it changes the game in a big way for families. We love a church that uh, is really a like-minded church like ours. They have 25,000 children in all their sports leagues right now. And you have fun leagues, you have really competitive leagues, but every coach is a Christ follower from the church. Trained, passionate, gifted, having devotionals before every game, and calling the kids throughout the week, inviting them to church. It's a it's the amazing way to reach families. And you reach men, and they come to the games. You reach men, you reach a family. And we can't wait to get that started. And I'm telling you, men and women, we're gonna be, have sports ministries for everyone. I'm even almost to give in for pickleball. Almost, almost. To reach people my age, you know, that it's just glorified ping pong. But anyway, <laughs> so you don't have to play tennis, but I hear it's amazing. So anyway, but we're gonna do all kinds of sports ministry because you know men come into a softball team and you reach them for Christ because all the guys just invite them to church. And if you change a man, you change a family. You change a family, you change generations. You change generations. The first person to come to Christ at Wilden Church was Darlene Tracy. I'll never forget it. 140 people came to this first giant public celebration. It was huge. And the few people that started, you know, it was like, wow, look what God has done. I said, wow, look what God has done. 
and four people in the service prayed to receive Christ. One was Darlene Tracy. And 30 years later, her and her husband are strong in the Lord. Their kids have come to Christ. We baptized them, even though they live in Connecticut and they worship with us online. Their grandkids have come to know Christ and now they're grown. Their grandkids are following Jesus, looking to do ministry um, in college, really committed their lives to Christ to change the world. It's amazing what God does. One life is changed and it changes generations to come. And so we're gonna use that. It's gonna be at least a couple million dollars to get started on the ball fields. I didn't know ball fields were so expensive because we have to light them, you know, turf, all those things. But it's gonna be really exciting. And then we're building our downtown campus. We are getting ready to start at Easter a downtown campus. God opened up this amazing place in the East River complex. The people who, develop, who are developing East River developed the city center in the memorial area, and so they're already developing this. There's condominiums coming in um, that they're building right now and restaurants, and they really wanted a church there. And so we're right there with downtown, the skyline right there. We had a vision meeting the other day for people who come to our church that drive from inside the loop and downtown, and we had over 200 people there at the vision meeting, and they said, we cannot wait to invite our friends. We drive every week to Woodland Church, and our friends think we're crazy. And I said, I kind of think you're crazy. You're passing a lot of good churches, you know? <laughs> and they said, we invite our friends, but they go, it's a little too far. And so we come down there, they're gonna invite all their friends, and we're gonna have people from all over. We're gonna have people from Memorial, we're gonna have people from the Heights, we're gonna have people from the Fifth Ward because our church nestles right up against the historic Fifth Ward. And then next to the Third Ward. And so what we're gonna do, we're so excited, that's one of the reasons why they really wanted a church in there. And so as we're building this building, it's gonna be so nice. And we've already gone down there to the Fifth Ward and connected with great pastors and great leaders down there that are already doing the work. And we've asked them, how can we help because we need you to tell us because we don't know. And we're gonna send so many volunteers. Maybe it's after school mentoring. Maybe it's food programs. Maybe it's sports ministry. I, I don't know, but we're just gonna go down there and help these guys that are doing the work. And it's already coming about. And we've already started it. We just don't have any money for it, but we already stepped out in faith and started it. And so here's the renderings of our building downtown. It, it looks amazing. Um, is there another picture? Show them another picture. Yeah, it's so cool. And really, you can see the skyline from there. It's amazing right there. You're right in Houston. Why would we want to do that? Because you reach the city, you reach the world. We have so many international business people in Houston. Houston's the most diverse city in the country now. It just surpassed L.A. And you have all these unreached people groups. We have people from Pakistan and all these places that are here. They're more open. They're business people. And if we reach them, they go back as natural missionaries to places where, you know, a lot of places against the law to be a Christ follower, to be baptized. And so that's how you reach the world. You reach the cities, you reach the world. And we can't skip over Houston. We do so many missions around the world. And in this Believe and Build vision, we're gonna increase that. We wanna increase it twofold to reach the world more, to care and to lift up the poor and powerless and do all these food programs we do in clinics and 
rescuing women out of human trafficking in India and planting churches all over the world. We wanna do that greater than ever, but we can't skip over Houston. God's placed us right here in this critical time, in this crucial place. We're gonna increase our ministries and missions, renovate Woodlands, um, Atascacita, build a new campus. And so our goal, what we really need, is a minimum as $30 million over and above our regular giving. And our giving day is going to be December 9th and 10th, I believe it is, December 9th and 10th, and that's our big giving day, but you can give any time. But it's over and above your regular giving to sacrifice. It's like these people did who founded the church with us, who stepped out in faith, and we all sacrificed, and God blessed it so much. And so that's what it's gonna take, 30 for 30. We've been going 30 years, and so we're gonna raise, with God's power, $30 million over our regular offering so our ministries and missions can keep going the way they are, and then we can do all these things that God has called us to do to step out. So I want you to take this commitment card, because I want to, on our anniversary, just tell you to be praying about it. You'll see this commitment card. You, maybe you got it coming in, I think, this commitment card right here. And on the card, it says a one-time gift. What we're really asking everyone to do is pray about what God would have you give sacrificially over and above your regular giving as a one-time gift to just make a difference and pray, God, what would it be that would be a sacrifice for me? We can't all give the same amount, but we can all give equal sacrifice. You know, the person who gives $100 that is out of work right now, and doesn't have it, but they give, that's the person who gets the most rewards in heaven. And some of you would have to give six figures for it to even be a sacrifice for you to even notice it. And, and everybody else is saying, I wish I was one of them but you really don't because too much is given, much is required. And they'll be held even more accountable. And so let's all give out of joy for God's glory. And if you've never tithed, then that should be your commitment to start tithing, to give God the first 10% back of all you make because you cannot outgive God. That's God's promise to you. You give and he'll give you back more and he'll meet your needs. And so many of you have learned that over the years. And then we're asking you to give a two-year commitment to pray and say, God, what could we give over two years? Let's go on an adventure with you. Could you really bless us to give this over two years? It's not a pledge. No one holds you accountable for it. It's just an adventure with God. It helps us plan because we're not the government. We can't spend money we don't have. That would be so cool, wouldn't it? That would be so cool. Until it all collapses. That would be amazing. But... So it helps us plan because if we don't get what we really need and really need even more to do what we're gonna do, then, then we can't do those things. And so this will really help us plan over the next two years, but it's not, a, it's not a pledge. No one's holding you accountable. It's really for you to go on an adventure with God to say, God, could you bless me this much to do that? Because I'll do that. I'll step out in faith if you come through. And... Here are the ways that you give. You can give by just putting a check in here and turning it in the offering basket in one of our services or giving it to one of our pastors uh, over the next few weeks. And you can also give to Believe and Build online. And here's how you do that. You can do the QR code right now and get that. Or you can, and what you do is you go to the Believe and Build on the website. And then it says, make your faith commitment. And so we commit to give this amount in faith over the next two years. And, and it's not going to be taken out of your account, okay? Don't get sucked out of your account. That's just, that's just for you 
and then you put your name, and then it goes to the give your one-time gift, give now, and you click that, and that takes you to our um, secure uh, giving site. And there you click Believe and Build and put in your one-time gift. Um, And if you've never tithed, then set up your recurring giving to tithe, to put God first, because you'll never regret it. When you get to heaven, you're gonna get mad at me because you're gonna say, why didn't you challenge me to give more? So I could have more rewards in heaven because nothing really matters anymore down here, and I spent so much on myself, and it didn't make an eternal difference whatsoever. Pray, I'll ask you to pray. I'm not a fundraiser, I've never have been, but all we ask you to do is pray about it and give what God tells you to do. Chris and I wanna lead the way. We have so many times, uh, twice. We've done several of these that have changed the church and made such a difference. You wouldn't be here if we hadn't done this in the past. And twice, God's called us to give half of our retirement, which, as you know, that's the dumbest financial decision you could ever make. But we did it because that's all we had to give to make a difference over and above our regular giving. And so our pastors are leading the way. Our leaders are leading the way, making their commitments early. And we, it's not gonna happen unless everybody is part of it. And we all can't give the same amount, but we can all sacrifice. And you do that, you watch the joy come over you, and you see God work in one of the most important areas of your life, your finances. Because if God doesn't work in your finances, if God is not real in our finances, then he's not real. And his word is true. He says, you cannot give me. I want us to look at 1 Corinthians 13, 13. One more time. Three things will last forever, faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these is love. The greatest of these is love, and that's what Woodland Church is all about. Loving Jesus, loving people. That's what I hear most about you. They just love you down there. You just feel the love down there. Just watch this. This church is built on the love of Jesus Christ. That's what it's all about. That's why 1 Corinthians 13, 8 says this. Love never fails. Love never fails. That's why I know this church will never fail because this church is based on love. It's based on the love of Jesus Christ and his love shining through us to the world. Love never fails. And this church will never fail as long as we stay built on love. God's truth and God's love. Look what Jesus said in Matthew 16, 18. And upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Jesus says, I will build my church. He's the one who's built us thus far. He's the one that builds into your life. He's the one that builds your family. He builds this church, and that's what he's up to. Did you know that's what God is up to? That's his whole purpose, is building a forever family, bringing more people into the family of God, the body of Christ, before he returns. That's what he's about. And you've joined him, And he's using you and building his church. But I want you to know Jesus is building the church. And he will continue to build the church. And everything that's happened here, Christ has done. And I praise God for him. But you choose to believe him for great things. And I just pray that we'll look ahead 30 years from now and think about what God could be doing through Woodland Church. I found this not too long ago. It was a page at the end of my message at our two-year anniversary as a church in a a little um, school auditorium. 
And there were about, I don't know, 300, 400 people there. But here's what I wrote. Our church is made up of ordinary people. No one more ordinary than your pastors with my faults and flaws and imperfections. But we're ordinary people, but we've chosen to believe God for extraordinary things. And we're watching him do great things through our church. And that's our choice. Can you imagine what our church is going to be like in 10 years, 20 years? Ever thought about that? I think about it a lot. We've only been going two years. And there are a lot more people out there that need Jesus. I think a lot about what our church is going to be like 30 years from now. What we're doing here is bigger than me, it's bigger than you, it will outlast us. Our kids growing up in this church will come to Christ and grow to become all that God wants them to be. Our grandchildren will come to Christ at this church. It will change generations. What we're doing here is far bigger than anything any of us could ever be involved in. Thousands of lives will be changed over the next 30 years. Thousands of people will become all that God wants them to be over the next 30 years because of what we do right here. I praise you that you're visionary people. You see 30 years ahead. I think about those who came at the beginning who now see what God has done. And they saw 30 years ahead. I couldn't see it very good. I could never, and Chris and I could have never imagined all that God would do. But I said, I praise God, you're visionary people, and that humbles me. It's not my vision, it's God's vision. Habakkuk 2.3, God says, these things I plan won't happen right away. Slowly, steadily, surely, the time approaches when the vision will be fulfilled. If it seems slow, do not despair, for it will not be overdue a single day. God always comes through. God is faithful. God never fails. And even though I could not imagine, Chris and I couldn't imagine what God would do, we stepped out in faith and said, I can't imagine that God, I can imagine that God is bring, gonna bring thousands to Christ. And then I went and sat down. I said, do you really think God's gonna bring thousands to Christ? There's just a few people here. And she said, you better believe he is because she's always the adventurous one, the faith-filled one that drags me along. And I praise God for her, and I praise God for your vision because let's think 30 years ahead. Uh, you know, I probably won't be the pastor. <laughs> but you know what? This next generation is gonna come up, and they're gonna take over, and they're gonna take over the world. Can you imagine what God's gonna do through our church in the next 30 years? I can't, but I, I'm dreaming, I'm dreaming, I'm dreaming. Think about what God's gonna do 30 years from now. Millions of people will come to Christ through Woodlands Church. Millions of lives will be in heaven because of Woodlands Church. Millions of destinies, eternal destinies will be changed at Woodlands Church. Folks, what we're doing here is bigger than you. It's bigger than me. It's bigger than anything we could ever be involved in because we're involved with Jesus Christ as he builds his church. And that is what it's all about and the gates of hell won't stand against it. And we're gonna charge the gates of hell with God's power. And you know the crazy thing is, when I say that, and I'm a little scared, you guys go, yeah, let's charge it. And that encourages me. Let's charge the gates of hell because he will build his church. We're not building it, he's building it. And it's not a building, it's people. And he will build his church before he returns. And we get to be a part of it. Let's stand together.
Dear Lord, we thank you that it is your church. Lord, you've done everything, and we give you all the credit. We thank you that you've changed so many lives, but Lord, we thank you for what you're about to do. Lord, give us all a vision to see in faith how you could use us to change lives, how you could use us, Lord, to change destinies, how you could use us, Lord, to change our world. Help us see the next 30 years and just keep stepping out in faith, faithfully one day at a time and watch you work for your glory. And I pray if there's someone here who doesn't know you, Jesus, and I know there are, that they would join these others who have come to know you as Lord and Savior and just pray this prayer silently in their heart. Jesus Christ, I need you desperately. I ask you to come into my life Give me a new heart. Forgive me of my sins. I want you to be the director of my life from now on. I just surrender to you, and I accept your free gift of salvation and heaven one day. Thank you for saving me. Help me grow in my faith. In Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated. Now we're gonna take a regular offering and many ways to give. You know, you can give by um, going online, uh, givewc.org wc.org slash give, I think it is, and go online and give your regular giving. You can also take out your phone and, and you can just text the word give WC to 77977. Um, you give stocks, assets. There are many ways that you can give and our offering is gonna be taken right now. You can give right here and you give right now for God's glory. As our ushers come and take the offering, just thank the Lord for all that he's given you and let's be like him, givers. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. And when we give, we're more like God and we can never outgive God. I'm praying about what God's gonna do over this next month because it's gonna be so exciting with Christmas coming up and the Christmas Eve services. And, and I want you to invite friends, our Festival of Lights. We want you to invite people to the Festival of Lights as it's gonna be amazing. We're gonna have thousands of people come through here and go on our walkway that's all about the Christmas story and have so much fun. So invite friends, the whole purpose of it is to get people to the campus so then we can get them in to the church on Christmas Eve. So that's what it's all about. Probably need a lot of volunteers to do that as well. And God's gonna do something amazing as we keep trusting him. So you can go online, get your tickets for that, but let's stand together for our closing song. And let's all look to what Jesus wants to do. Let's look outside of our windows and see God's power and God's strength and God's future for our church. Hey church, thanks for listening to the Woodlands Church with Carrie Shook podcast. By listening, we hope that you're encouraged wherever you are. If you haven't already, we'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast so that you can get the latest messages each week. For more information on Woodlands Church, check out the description for a link to our website and how to connect with us. We hope you have a great week.